This is AENN, American Exceptionalism News Network. one thing that I'm afraid of, and that's the people in elected office taking away my rights. I'm not afraid of the crook that's going to come to my door, because if my dogs don't get him, I will, and it's my job to defend myself. It's not your job to protect me. It's not your job to defend me. It's your job to protect the Constitution and protect my rights to defend myself. Two, one, one, zero. I know some people want me to bypass Congress and change the laws on my own. It is the agenda for the 21st century you're living in today. For a brave new world where everything that you cherished and held true will no longer exist. In the original Constitution, I think it is an imperfect document, and I think it is a document that reflects uh, some deep flaws. And that would authorize him to use the military to arrest people in the United States who, in the president's opinion, are enemies of the country. You'll find that they've also asked for the right to imprison farmers who wouldn't keep books as prescribed by the federal government. The Secretary of Agriculture asked for the right to seize farms through condemnation and resell them to other individuals. And contained in that same program was a provision that would have allowed the federal government to remove two million farmers from the soil. These government Republicans and Democrats were busy shredding the last vestiges of the Constitution. They're talking about inserting the army into domestic law enforcement. The homeland is part of the battlefield. And people can be held without trial, whether an American citizen or not. Um, I have been often to, uh, I guess, the mothership in New York City. Uh, but it's good to have an outpost of the council right here down the street from the State Department. We get a lot of advice from the council, so this will mean I won't have this far to go to uh, be told uh, what we should be doing and uh, how uh, we should uh, think about the future. Take off the tinfoil hat and put on the Kevlar. It's time for battle with Paul Preston and the Agenda 21 Show. Well, hello and welcome to Agenda 21 Radio. This is the radio show that is stopping totalitarianism. One exceptional American at a time. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, are you that exceptional? Listen, I got I got to check you out. Got to check you out. You must be that exceptional American. So, thanks for listening to Agenda 21 Radio. We're going to be talking to Dave Hodges momentarily. Um, it's been quite the show. <laughs> You can imagine what kind of show I'm talking about. Uh, he's got an equipment issue going on, and he's trying to alleviate it. We have no equipment issues in this studio. Oh, no, they never show up. It's the ones that do show up that, you know, by way of the system and stuff like that, that, uh, that give us the biggest problems. But we, we managed to work through it. I think we've had every kind of problem, including complete shutdowns, you know, power outages and all that stuff. We managed to get through it, though. One day at a time. Yeah. Stopping totalitarianism. One exceptional American at a time. 
That's what we do here on this radio show. Anyway, we got a lot of things. I could cover quite a bit of distance here now that Dave's not here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now that uh, um, <clears throat> we've got uh, the system all, we're we're good here. And we're going to give him a call right after the next uh, commercial. So I'm sure we're going to be uh, looking good. We're gonna, I'll dive back into this whole thing. This is the um, <clears throat> story I was talking about before that, this this shows you the level at which they're trying to do complete masking of this country, because the aggressiveness that's going on uh, for masking is just over the top now. Everybody's got to be masked out here in California. Everybody, there was a lot of edicts and so on by the governor, and of course uh, that's uh, totally inappropriate. So uh, this uh, her woman, the the name of the woman is Dr. Simone Gold. She's fired from hospital after attending the White Coat Summit. Says she was hired, uh, she has hired a big-time attorney to, to represent her. Now, this is the thing, is that um, she's a board-certified emergency physician, and she spoke at the White Coat Summit and uh, went out in front of the Supreme Court and said, look, it's all a farce with all these other doctors and so on. Don't wear the mask because it's all, you know, it's a hoax. This whole coronavirus thing is a hoax. Now, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I, I used to teach anatomy, physiology. I have a little bit of an understanding about how these things work. You know, I'm a biologist. I understand virology. Very competent in the genetics, virology business. And, you know, it's a farce. It's design. It's doing its job. I get hats off to them. They're being very successful because the population is living in fear of the mask. Oh my god, the, the little tiny coronavirus. I mean, it, this this once people wake up and are educated about what viruses are and about viruses versus bacteria and how you know that the the mask will not protect you from viruses. It will not. It absolutely will not. Now she was on with. Um, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker Carlson to explain this whole thing. Uh, you know, how do you explain yourself? So we're going to dive right into it right now if, it, if we don't get a little commercially break with, that goes with this. Um, and she was talking to Tucker. Here we go. I think here we go. Can we get it to go? Reported the other night, censored a video of physicians expressing their views about treatment for the coronavirus. Some of those views were optimistic. That would hurt the Joe Biden for president campaign. And so they pulled it off the Internet and banned anyone from sharing it. That's a state of free speech in America. We're allowed to share it here because we don't work for Google or Facebook. So here's a clip. This is a treatment regimen that's very simple, and it should be in the hands of the American people. The difficult aspect of this is that at the moment, because of politics, it's being blocked from doctors prescribing it, and it's being blocked from pharmacists releasing it. They've been empowered to overrule the doctor's opinion. I'm in favor of it being over the counter. Over the counter. Give it to the people. Give it to the people. Dr. Simone Gold was in that video, the banned one. She was censored, but more than that, she was fired from her job, apparently for appearing in that video. We're going to get the story directly from her because she joins us now. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. Can it be okay. true that you lost your job for expressing your medical opinions on camera? Yes, thank you so much. I'm a board-certified emergency physician for 20 years. In fact, until seems like five minutes ago I was considered a hero and people would be clapping and glad that I was doing what I was doing and then the video came out and I was summarily fired for appearing in what was told to me is an embarrassing video so that's what happened uh, uh, leaving aside the legal question of whether an employer is just allowed to fire someone for appearing in a video that might hurt the Biden campaign 
I'm interested in what their justification was. You're a doctor treating patients in an emergency room. What does a video have to do with your work? Yeah, of course it has nothing to do with my work. I'm very well liked, well regarded. Thankfully, I've got a wonderful reputation with the patients, with my staff, with my colleagues, and I actually enjoy what I do. But, you know, we came to Washington because we're so distressed. You know, frontline doctors like myself, we're seeing patients not get what they need. We're seeing the doctor-patient relationship being completely eroded, that the governors are empowering pharmacies to overrule doctors who had conversations with their patients. It's really something that Americans should be alarmed about. And as you probably know, um, I did not know things were going to go viral, of course. I was told later that we were the most viral video of, of all time. Apparently there was 18 million views on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever it is, and they all kind of summarily pulled all of it. It's, it was just all taken off. My own website was taken down, um, and it's been interesting ever since. And, and we should say for our viewers who haven't seen it, and presumably our viewers can't see it because the tech companies have censored it, but it wasn't an hour-long video on hydroxychloroquine. There are many parts to it, including what, what you just said, that were interesting, that were clearly true. Shouldn't you, as a practicing physician with a medical degree, be allowed to express your views on science as you practice it without being censored? You know, what's funny is the video that got the most attention was a press conference we did right in front of the Supreme Court, but actually the summit was seven hours of doctors teaching the American people. We decided to come straight to the American people with lots of social media, so we did a morning session for three and a half hours and an afternoon session for three and a half hours. I'm not sure you even knew that, and we went through everything with the lockdown masks, hydroxychloroquine treatment, other treatments, just all of it, how it affects older people, younger people, etc. That right. was actually the majority of the summit, and yes, people will be able to find it on, I had to rebuild my website really quick. America's Frontline Doctors. They took my, my URL, so it's got the word summit now, America's Frontline Doctors Summit.com. I don't want anyone to just believe me because I'm saying it. We put together a white paper that has all the science. It's utterly irrefutable that hydroxychloroquine is safe. That's like, without question. And there's tons and tons of studies to show now that it's quite efficacious. You have to kind of wonder why we're still talking about an FDA approved medication. It's been around for 65 years. It's been around since long before George Washington, who gave it to his troops. Why are we still discussing it? It's a little bit strange. Well, anyway, it's very strange, and um, we've got um, Dave Hodges that's joined the fray. Dave, um, you've been covering this kind of stuff that's been going on with the hydroxychloroquine and zinc and a ZPAC combination to cure um, COVID virus. We announced it the first week as a, as, as a possible solution, and it's true. And, of course, who was taking it but the president? <laughs> and they pulled everything. I everything that was in regards to this whole summit and everything the social media has just shut it down what are your well, thoughts so on that social media is always right oh, um, yeah. I, can't wait, I can't wait for the vaccine to come out I, I want to be implanted with a chip because I want them to know where I am at all times in case I get lost and and you know, you know usually with censorship it, it's like the uh middle finger in the argument it's the thing you save until you have nothing else to come back with that's factual so it's the big f you to america you're going to do this or else and we're not going to let you know about anything else i mean this is absolute tyranny but i'm going <clears> to <throat> say this very clearly in my mind trump has until the end of the day to invoke a declaration of violation of his executive order on censorship under open forum law 230 and he needs to call all these people out and he needs to tell them we're dispatching DOJ and the FBI to arrest you hmm. that would be a wonderful perp walk wouldn't it 
yeah, um, if he doesn't do it, <laughs> we're on our own. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting what, what um, I, I want the people to understand the magnitude of the desire for the other side to stop any truth from coming out, how really real it is. And, you know, you and I have been going through this for years. We've been seeing it, but now it's yeah. reached a level that's uh, it's it's just glaring right there in front of everybody's faces that it's happening. We have to respond to this, like you're talking about, in, in no uncertain terms is something that's the wrong thing and demand that um, this this sort of thing stop. And certainly our lawmakers can understand that. But, um, you know, when you are asked to put on a mask in a store, defy it. <laughs> you know, for, or, and you have the science behind you that apparently the store people are so afraid. It has uh, really been ramped, down, ramped up quite a bit here in California in the last uh, – probably last week, last week to 10 days. And this matches this whole thing about uh, you'd see it on a national level with the, the white coats out in front of the white coat summit, as they called it. you got another problem going on, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, is that uh, a well, train before, wreck? You let me, before we go to the train wreck, I want to just finish a comment here on Frontline. Um, <clears throat> what you said, and I want to ex- uh, amplify that point you made and then expand it. You said that uh, they took down every reference to the frontline white coat doctors about what they're saying. Not only did they take their websites down because they went and coerced the website owners, hey, we'll take you off all search engines, too, for all your clients and customers. But that's extortion. Where's Trump? That's extortion. And then they uh, eliminated all posts, all social media references. And if you post something about it, they take you down, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a complete spider web of censorship, and it cannot be allowed to stand. And uh, I think they're playing their hand too strongly. In fact, last night, and I don't know if you've covered this or not, uh, CNN with, um, oh, God, I can't even think of his name now. I'm so tired. I've been up all night because our power's been off. Uh, No, 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 no. Uh, The other guy, the CIA guy for CNN. Um. I can't think of his name, and it's common. Like I said, I'm operating on three hours sleep. But anyway, uh, CNN and uh, Bill Gates did an interview where their entire purpose was to debunk conspiracy theories Mm. about the vaccines. That's called damage control. Oh, yeah. We have them on the run, and the president needs to follow up, and so does Barr. And if Barr won't do it, he needs to fire him. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tell. I really believe that we do have them on the run in a lot of different ways besides the vaccines. The vaccines are being called out all over the place. But um, well, did you see what Madonna said? No. <laughs> yeah, Madonna got taken down from Twitter. I think she's serving a temporary suspension. She came out. Now this is pretty close to a quote, but it's a paraphrase. She, she said uh, she uh, played the some clips from the frontline doctors, and um, she said. This is about rich people getting richer, poor people getting poor. Uh, we're having vaccines forced upon us. No one can tell the truth about Madonna other medicines. Said that? I mean, Madonna said this. Madonna, the Madonna who said she wanted to burn down the White House after the inauguration, she said that. And listen, she sounded like you and me. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I couldn't believe when I'm reading the quotes. And, and, and Twitter went after. Who did? Twitter. Oh, God. So that, that's what I wanted to expand upon because, see, this when now you're reaching into the entertainment people are now turning on you, you've got a real problem. In fact, uh, Representative Gohmert yesterday came out 
And I did a podcast on this yesterday by candlelight. The chipmunks were in the generator. And uh, <laughs> he said, he said, uh, yeah, I got COVID-19. I was supposed to travel with the president and campaign. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, tested positive. He said, yeah, he said, I'm going to be te- I'm going to be treated. My doctor is going to treat me with hydrochlor- <laughs> hydrochloroquine. Right. And then he said, he said, uh, I'm going to take erythromycin and zinc. Right. And that was big middle finger to Bill Gates. Sure. Well, so. it works, you know, and, um, you know, the way, you know, I had it, I, I told you and you, you knew about this. I, I got, I had it in January. And yeah. uh, it was no doubt it was COVID, and I called the doctor. And I'm really glad I called the doctor, and I said, you know, I'm really sick. That I, I gave him the the uh, symptoms and stuff because I knew that what I had was different. This is this was not the flu; it was something completely different. And uh, my doctor said, "You will not come in. We don't want to see you. You're going to rest. You're going to drink. You know." fluid state you know because they didn't have the hydroxychloroquine and stuff i was already taking zinc i was already taking zinc you know because i take zinc every day and um the next thing that happened though is during my distress uh i was uh rummaging around through the refrigerator like i normally do but this time i was more distressed than ever because you know i was thirsty and i I was kind of delirious because you have that sickness and i found two bottles of uh of uh, what do you call it? Water, quinine water. You know, you know uh, mm-hmm. Schweppes, yeah. bitter, not whatever it's called. Anyway, I found two. I had two bottles of that, and uh, I just said that's got to be it. You know, so I opened them up and I drank one of them. And I got to tell you, probably within about thirty minutes, I felt completely better. I'm not better, but I, I felt much better. So I said to myself, hmm. You know, why do I feel, and so I'm, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's the idea of it's like a Coke or something like that. And I drank the next one about 15 minutes later after I drank the first one, and I started feeling even better. Of course, it contained quinine. Yeah. So I was doing zinc and quinine at the same time. And, of course, that was, uh, then I found out, and we announced on our radio show that the cure for all this stuff is hydroxychloroquine. We announced it uh, the first, I think it was the end of February, uh, sometime in February. But that was the cure, and of course, it uh, turns out the president came out the very next day and announced the same thing. And then, of course, the combination was ZPAC, because if you have bronchitis, if you've ever had that sort of thing going on in your life, you're always uh, circulating around ZPAC. So that was the three. That was the trifecta: zinc, hydroxychloroquine, and the ZPAC combination knocks it out. And that's what I understand happens even to this day. Uh, the doctors have it right, and Madonna. I, Madonna. I, now, come on, man! You got to be I'm kidding, kidding me! I kid you not. No, Madonna. Madonna. Well, you know, it just so happens. I, I have a little clip here of Madonna. You don't mind if I play it, right? No. There being a little bit of a. This is. This is just too good. It's too rich for this.
I just thought that would be appropriate for this, since you actually said she's talking like us. Come on. Who's praying here? <laughs> Who's praying uh, here? Issue, oh, hey, here's what's interesting. Fauci came out and said, uh, it's a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about. Hey, moron, they're highly trained doctors. They're, they're, they're not sitting around the barber shop shooting the bull. I, I couldn't believe Fauci said that. I you know, Fauci was a um, co-author on a study on March 26th on COVID. And um, as you know, I used to teach research and stat at a pretty high level. And I went in and analyzed his work, and I gave him an F. I said he wouldn't get out of my midterm. I mean, I don't know if this guy was deliberately trying to mislead and obfuscate the facts, but his methodology was wrong. He had false positives in the um, placebo group, and, and I just nailed him. I published that on the commonsenshow.com, uh, and, and I really question his professional expertise. Well, I, when was the last time he's ever seen a patient? Is he a medical doctor? That's what I don't know. I actually put a search on him on DuckDuckGo, and I didn't get that answered. It's funny you'd say that. I did look for that about three days ago. Yep. He's a, he's a joke. Uh, the whole thing's a joke, and they're coming after everybody now to silence everybody. And I, I think it might be too late. I do, too. Uh, because I'm, I'm reading these polls, and these polls are always twisted. And they're twisted in favor of the left, uh, courtesy of the Tavistock Institute PSYOP principles. And it was said that, what, two-thirds of America have doubts about taking the vaccine? And they're going to try to coerce. And, and, you know, by the way, Bill Gates said he wants schools open. That's because he wants to use them as distribution centers. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I I I want schools open for the reasons like you want schools. You know, kids are kids, and they need to be taught. <clears throat> and the the you know certainly they need to learn, but um, yeah the the reason why he wants them is so that you can do the old vaccination day you know back when we had Jonah Salk you know for polio business and um, <clears throat> do that sort of thing. And speaking of polio, why don't we ever hear anything about the three hundred thousand kids Gates paralyzed with his polio vaccine in the third world? You never you hear about that, about that, brother. No, no, mysterious. And what qualifies him as a computer guy to be in charge of the vaccine program? Zero. <laughs> I know. So why is he being given this deference? You know, I, I, Trump gets it, and I can see it subtly between the lines. When he comes out yesterday and says, because of COVID, and that's what he's implying, basically, we need to delay the election. And he's mocking them. Right. And, and, you know, you can riot. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. Rioting doesn't count for um, COVID-19, and Trump has mocked that, and now he's mocking this. And and what he's saying is COVID's so bad, and we have to shut everything down, but mafia cartel-run casinos and, and uh, your governor's uh, winery uh, for special events. He's still got it open for that, I understand. Sure. But, but we can't have churches open. We can't have gyms open. Uh, well, gosh, we sure can't vote then. That's basically what Trump is saying. Yeah. Uh, now, he needs to go to the next step. He needs to go to the next step, Paul. It's time for the president to become the president. Again, he needs to take complete control of this. And I want to point another fallacy out here, too. Okay, just in case you have any newbies listening, your, your veteran listeners 
are going to say, yeah, Dave, we already know this. Okay, we, we saw this right away. But for people who aren't really in the know, yesterday when uh, Pelosi came out, and it's a good thing when she has to cover her face, but she said, uh, you have to wear face masks in the Congress now or I'll kick you out. Okay, well, the date was July 30th. And, and she criticized Trump for back in the last week of February for not taking affirmative action against COVID-19. <laughs> and this has become one of Biden's clarion calls that right. his puppet writers are writing for him. So it, how long did it take her now? February, March, April, May, four months late, Nancy, with the face mask. Four months late. And also on Bay Area TV, and I'm sure you know this, she invited people to come to Chinatown in big numbers. Everybody is safe here. And that's the same week she said that Trump should have taken affirmative action. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Isn't that yeah. absolutely amazing? Well, you know, another amazing number I think that's uh, telling you, I'm going to bring this up with you, but I've been doing this whole thing for the last you know month now about the polling numbers and <clears throat> the polling numbers, of course, with the polling institutions out there, they're just all over the map. I depend on polling numbers from the USC poll and also from the from um, the Rasmussen report. I, I'm a big fan of that one. And, of course, the, the reason is that they're the only one that legitimately has a presidential daily tracking poll. And uh, all the other ones have just fallen by the wayside. But suddenly... Uh, since they realized that MSNBC now has its own daily tracking poll. And, of course, the numbers are just all over. You know, they're completely against Trump. But, you know, it's pretty consistent with the Rasmussen one. So the couple of, uh, about a month ago, I noticed that the trend line for Trump was probably starting to go up. And I noticed that uh, four weeks ago, the trend line at the time was at 42%. The next on a Monday, and then the next Monday, and it, well, let me explain the week. The week it all trended up, and the next Monday, it hit forty four percent, and then Monday after that, it was at forty six percent, and it, excuse me, forty four percent, and then the next week it, it jumped up to forty six percent. In fact, it was this week jumped up to forty six percent, but in every turn and every in every one of those weeks, by Friday his number was way up. This time it started out at 44% this week, and now it ended at 50% for his approval rating. Clearly the trend lines are going up here. And, uh, you know, this is this is absolutely, you know it's just got to be driving the left absolutely crazy after all these things that have been going on this week with you got the show trials, the show trial. I mean, you talk about, would, did they, they just did Adolf Hitler proud with the show trials this with Bill Barr, didn't they? <laughs> You know, yeah, you can't go to the bathroom. You yeah. can't, a, a teacher can't even do that to a kid in the public school. They could get sued. All the teacher can do is call the parent and say, I'm going to have them make up the time because they're abusing the privilege. But you can't deny a human being the right to go to the bathroom. Right. And here's Nadler doing this to the attorney general on TV. Unbelievable. Uh, and it just shows you how we're going to be ruled. If these people take over, we won't be talking about how to save our country. You'll be talking about how to save your life. Right. Um, let's, I want to get into what, why you called me on here, but there's two backdrop pieces of information I've uncovered sure. that serve to lead up to the train derailment. And um, the first one is a story that ran on InfoWars 
with Millie Weaver, who I think does a really outstanding job in the field. And I worry about her safety. I pray for her safety. She puts herself right in harm's way. And she's an, a target, being a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, pretty girl. She's a real target. But anyway, she ran this piece, and she documented groups like Wide Awake oh, and the Sunrise Movement. And uh, they just changed their name. And I have a quote by the uh, Sunrise Movement in my article this morning. And they basically announced they're going to come to your house and come into your house and all the bad things that go with it. And they use the MF or word, I mean, right on their front page of their website. They're, they're so classy. And uh, they say to rep- they represent all the basic leftist groups. So they say they're coming after us. Well, Millie ran a story. And I don't know where it's at now. I tried to find it this morning after reading it last night on InfoWars, and it's not there. But she ran this story where she had uh, videotaped clips of various people in Black Lives Matters, Antifa, and they were saying, we're bringing the fight to your house. We are coming for you. There will be change. If we suspect that you are on the other side, there will be consequences. And they also said in these, uh, these clips... Um, and they were Skype, like Skype recording clips. And they said in these clips that they were also going to seek people out at the voting places, that they looked like they were a Trump supporter, they were coming after them. And I'm paraphrasing now, but that's the essential meaning, uh, meaning of what uh, the story that Millie ran. And uh, that leaves as a backdrop to other information she covered. And Paul Martin gave me the same information yesterday. So it's double sourced. Uh, girls. Just like Mao Zedong did when he sent in girls in his cultural revolution into villages that he didn't think supported him with knives, and they started slashing everything, property and people. Well, now they're arming these girls. They're recruiting girls and arming them with hammers. Oh, and it's a Mao Zedong strategy. Sure. <clears throat> My confidence calling this is 100% because two good sources, Millie and Paul Martin. Um, so that leads to kind of the backdrop to the next story, which if you go to a um, website I've quoted on my uh, thecommonsenshow.com on my last article, and I'm sorry, it just jumped out of my head. Fatigue does in- interesting things to memory, but um, it's a truckers.com kind of site. And they talk about how truckers are not delivering products as they once were. They will not go to dangerous cities. And I'm thinking, well, any city run by a Democratic mayor or governor is a dangerous city now. Because there's no police protection. This is what they cited. And they said, soon, they're not going to be delivering anything. And that's an attack upon infrastructure. To, to Just to keep your nuclear power plants going, you have to have deliveries. To keep your lights up, you have to have deliveries, spare parts technology, food, your just-in-time deliveries to the grocery stores, which happens three to six times a day. This is all in jeopardy right now because of the unchecked violence against truckers. Now... We're ready, <clears throat> excuse me, for the breaking story. Uh, two days ago, early morning hours, right about sunrise, a train derailed going over the Tempe Town Bridge. And if people aren't familiar with that, Paul, it's the one of the hot spots of entertainment and also business, too, in, in the Phoenix area. In fact, they, they really say that they have the second most popular New Year's Eve party in the country. I've, been, I've actually <laughs> been there during New Year's Eve. And, and uh, so this train derails. And there's really t- three parts to this story. They were describing on local Channel 3, I believe it was, 
that the rails came out in four successive ties and they came loose, causing the train to derail. Uh, I thought, wow, how interesting. Four right in a row, and they all fail at the same time, in a row. That's kind of like the the cartridges of Oswald's supposed gunshot in the casings were found by a detective all lined up in a neat row. Um, That's what this reminded me of. And then my suspicions were confirmed. A guy reached out to me who was a first responder, and he's paranoid as heck. And he said, I have information for you. Can I call you? (coughs) Excuse me. So I gave him my number, and he calls me on a friend's cell phone, so I can't trace who he is. But I suspect from what he said, he was with the Tempe Fire Department. And he said, I was there, and he said, we think there were explosions. He said, some of the burning embers, and I looked at the photographs, and that was exactly the very thing I said, too. I said, this doesn't look like derailment to me. This looks like an explosion. And uh, he said, the way that these ties came apart was unnatural. Well, that's not the end of the story. So I run with some of this in a podcast. Last night, Steve Quayle um, sends me an email meant for me, sent to him because he didn't know how to get a hold of me. And the email is from a guy that owns a railroad. His name's Brad. Forget the last name. It's on my website again. And he says, uh, I've owned uh, seven railroads, done this, this, and that, and the other. And he went into some detail about why this was an unnatural event, the way the tracks curved, where they were. He said the explanation doesn't hold water. He goes, I'm highly suspicious is the exact term he used. Well, that's not where this story ends, Paul. About four to five hours before, the protester groups, I believe there were seven arrested in the late evening, early morning hours at the Tempe Town Lake area. The exact location they were having a riot hours before. Oh, shocking. How do you like that coincidence? (laughs) Shocking. I'm just so shocked. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I believe what we're seeing now, based on the truckers' reports, the planned vandalism by the hammered girls. I don't know. There used to be guys that would relish hammered girls, but that's another story for another (laughs) But but we look at this. My mind didn't go there, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm happily married man. Sorry, I reverted back to my uh, impetuous days of youth. <laughs> the, I'll say this though, Paul, uh, these girls are going to get killed. They're going to kill people if they carry out these attacks as planned. There's going to be deaths on both sides. Um, this is this is really really bad. But this is exactly the Malise tongue attack. You know, here's what people don't realize too. You and I who have studied these revolutionary movements from Stalin to Hitler to uh, Mao, we've seen all this before in history. Everything they're doing right now is a carbon copy of what communists have done in the past. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. The the communists, the Nazis, um, any totalitarian mindset, they've done the same thing. It's it's the same playbook. Same playbook. Yeah, and if they win the election, I, I hope people will press their ear closely to the transistor when I say this. Every one of these revolutionary movements, when they've been successful, they're accompanied by a purge. Right. Understand the definition of a purge out there, people? A purge means genocide, a holocaust. And it's coming if they win the election. That's right. I tell every time I give a speech, I said this last night at a speech of a 
well over 100 people in a town hall, and uh, I gave you the exact same speech. I say it in every every one of them. They're coming for us. This is this is what they do, <laughs> and it's very clear what they do. But the, an interesting thing, Dave, that popped up in all this. You can really appreciate this. Is that um, <clears throat> I was you know we were talking about um, this whole thing about the Nazis, the communists, all this stuff, and how they behave and everything. And um, one of the I'll I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase the story a little bit, but it says essentially the same. One of the people that was there was a 30-year-old woman. And she, she raised her hand. She says, where can I get more information on communism? And she said, when I was in school, we didn't learn about these things. We didn't learn about the Nazis. We didn't learn about World War II. We didn't learn about communism. And she's just, you know, everybody's looking, looking at her like, what? And, you know, but this is very true. She, and she said, I've been trying to study about communism. I'm all over the Internet, and I can't find any references to communism or how, you know, what happened. And I'm dying to find out because now I know about it, you know, because she's been to a couple of New California things. It's in, where do I find the information? And I'm, I, I think my mouth was just as wide open as everybody else's. But doesn't that it's say it all? It's, it's they're, they're scrubbing the Internet of all this stuff, all the history. <laughs> They're scrubbing the school curriculums, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. The National Education Association is as communist as you get. Let me give you an example. When they had the midterm elections in 2018, the National Education Association did endorsements through their state chapters, all 50 states. There wasn't one Republican, one Independent, one Libertarian recommended. All 50 states were only recommending Democrats. Yeah. Democrats for you. <laughs> yeah. So this de- I want to uh, get back to the derailment. This derailment happened a couple of days ago. This is well, it's the 29th now. It's the 30th now. So the 29th, 28th. Um. Uh, 30th. What's well, 31st? 29th, I believe, in the morning. Yeah, about five to six a.m. Yeah. In the a.m. times, of course. Yeah, train yeah, demand. You know, for those of you that uh, this uh, don't understand, especially what happened in the European, th- well, it happened all over the place in World War II. The the train de- derailment scenario is very, very common as of a terrorist attack at a higher level. And um, this is, you know, I I don't know. I'm just looking at the pictures that I can see here. It's obviously a little bit strange. I have a history. My my grandfather was a conductor uh, for the Penn Central and. Um, for 40, what, 45 years. He started out as a brakeman. As a brakeman. You know what a brakeman used to do on ra- on trains. They're the guys that you stood on top of the rail car with the wheel on the cars and turned the brakes on the cars. Because <laughs> every car individually had brakes, remember? Hmm. And that led to, it was uh, one of the, well, of course, the, the least... Uh, likely to survive in the train uh, business your lifespan was about you know two years or something like that but he he manages to survive it but there was of course a a time when there were train crashes all the time because they couldn't control the breakage and of course when the hydraulics came out it changed everything but this you know i'm just looking at this and it looks like it's pretty strange that you have a train derailment right in the middle of that uh, trestle right there well, that's exactly what the expert who wrote me said, uh, the gentleman named Brad who owns railroads. There's another aspect to this, Paul, and it might be unrelated, 
but it happened in the same proximate time. Two days before the train derailment, Union Pacific, and this was a Union Pacific train derailment, Union Pacific announced it was breaking all ties with the federal government law enforcement, including ICE. Really? Did, did that mean that they're, they have their own police force? Did that mean their police force could have been in stand down in Tempe for this to have happened? And I'm just asking the question, not making the accusation, but given the uh, all how all these things coalesce at the same time, it's hard not to look at the connections. You know, I wanted to um, I want to go back to an, an incident that happened with a train derailment east of Flagstaff in 1988. Are you familiar with this? In which there were, there were uh, components of a nuclear device oh, yeah, were stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no. uh, interesting because uh, George Bush, the senior, was elected on November 1988. So you have uh, one month later, you have um, a train development east of Flagstaff, Arizona. With, and have those components ever been found? You know? No, I don't know. I don't. Not that I know of. No, I remember the event. I don't remember much about it. I'll tell you about another derailment that happened that came to me from this fireman that called me, and I have found out it's true. Um, on a private area, there was another train derailment on July twenty sixth. Same area. Really. The excuse for not reporting it to the media, because this came out and media was questioning the accident figures, uh, authorities on the scene. Why didn't you report this July 26th event? Because it was private. Uh, it was private entities. Yeah, but it was a train derailment. I mean, in other words, they were trying to make a connection between the two events. Right. And, and the authorities would have none of it in the questioning. Why wouldn't you not have that? <laughs> well, does that mean the Department of Transportation is on the take? Now, I understand Homeland has been dispatched to look at this, too. They're going to have a hard time getting past Homeland, depending on who they send. Right, right. The bulk of most Homeland agents right now are ex-veterans loyal to America, and they are in opposition to the GS-15s and above who were Obama appointees. So it's going to be really interesting to see who controls the narrative on this outcome of this train derailment. But I, I think bigger than the mystery behind the train derailment and, and really not to get involved too much in, in the uh, details is, to me, this marks a change. Uh, I think the left is coming after infrastructure. If they're going after trucking in the manners that they are and they're dispatching girls with hammers to do damage to property as well as people, you got to be thinking infrastructure here, and this is what they do. When we go bomb a country, for example, before we enter with our troops, we take out the command and control. Well, that's what taking down infrastructure in America would be, taking out the command and control of society. Well, and of course you see that with um, problems with communications right now. I mean, really, I, you know, we had uh, an incident here the other day it seemed like communication. You couldn't communicate with anybody that was north of Sacramento in California uh, for a while. There's black media blackouts, not media, but telecommunications blackouts, and 
that sort of thing that were going on. And um, people, as an example, people were trying to get a hold of me all day long, or at least until noon, and uh, calls weren't coming in. I wasn't able to get text messages out. I could get some calls out, but there were always seemed to be problems, you know. And then uh, people were just reporting that nobody's getting any kind of communication done. You, you kind of have to wonder, and of course, uh, we've been all suffering from problems that are associated with uh, a number of different things, and, you know, the, especially things that are associated with, you know, your text messaging, your email. We've got now problems with Google. People who are reporting to me that their Google emails are disappearing and, you know, that sort of thing. If they're mentioning something about a conservative or political nature like that, they disappear. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. I had a database um, of unpublished interviews disappear on me. So, yeah, there's no question they're entering computers. That's been going on for some time, but it is stepping up. I'm getting a lot of similar complaints. I had to call someone, and I said, hey, your interview disappeared. If you want to reschedule, let me know. And he said, funny you tell me that. He goes, uh, the same thing happened to me on such and such a show. And and so I think it's 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 really widespread. Google is getting very aggressive, and it's really clear that Google is in the vaccine business. They're in the new world order subjugation business, and whatever evil lurks inside a vaccine, if any, Google knows about it, and they're fully in support of it. Right, right. And and again, I'm calling on Donald Trump to do his job, enforce his executive order, which is no more than parroting Open Forum Law Section 230. Well, I do expect um, quite a few things to be happening in the in very short order um, with uh, the the president, and I do expect that there's going to be quite a quite a few changes uh, that are going to be happening. Really, uh, I think with a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people's lives are going to be somewhat really disrupted. <laughs> That's just my play on things, and. Um, I think that you guys, uh, the Bull Durham thing is, I call him Bull Durham, the John Durham investigation stuff is going to start coming out. I know that there's a big uh, thing that happened, and I got a report this morning, you'd be interested in this, that um, one of the Chinese uh, top flight, top of the line submarines that I've identified, and I'm, I'm not sure of this is the actual submarine, uh, class, but the Type 093B class, uh, stealthy and nuclear submarine, uh, actually was, um, well, I guess you'd say Red Octobered. And uh, the whole crew, 200 plus, uh, turned the ship over to the Americans. That just recently happened a couple of days ago. Uh, purportedly the captain and the political officer are dead but the whole crew mutinied and turned the ship over to the United States Navy have you heard about that no (laughs) that's a pretty interesting thing don't you think I have not heard anything remotely close to this Yeah, and um, that that came from I'd say the highest of sources that I have and the most reliable where did it occur um, yeah, I really can't tell you. Well, the only thing I can tell you is that right now the ship is in transit to the East Coast with a very skeleton crew. Okay, so we can narrow it down to the planet Earth. Okay, that helps. Yeah, that's right. But no, they did it in, in an American port, from what I understand. I think San Diego. I got a report. See, the report came to me. 
that there was something going on in San Diego with a submarine from China, and that was Monday. And then I got the report uh, just this morning, what I just gave you uh, about the details. That came from a, a top flight, absolutely 100% um, source that I've always had. And wow. it handles all kinds of neat things, you know, like these canistered um, anti-ship missile canisters or have these t- tube torpedoes and all this other stuff, and nuclear weapons. But it's it's the most advanced of the submarines that they have. It's all new American technology on board, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Courtesy of the Democrats. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Mm, well, and, and Al Gore. Don't forget him, too. Oh, yeah, i got to have Al Gore there. He was making the Internet then, too. That this is uh, this the submarine, and I pulled this from Popular Mechanics. <laughs> Popular Mechanics, that's always a good source for submarines. But this is uh, this is what they say. That, um, this particular type of submarine, China's Navy released a clear photo of its newest, stealthiest radar attack submarine uh, being loaded with missiles. And China's un- uh, nuclear submarines are among the most secretive Chinese military platforms. And it's a rare event to even have a photo. photo of some of their very old submarines. So this was this picture that I have here was from 2016 of this we think it's this submarine actually. But I have to get confirmation of it, more confirmation. So that's kind of a top flight story, don't you think? Yeah, it's major, but how many of these submarines does China have? Um that's unclear. They, uh, this particular class, they have maybe three or four from what I, I understand at this point. And how, how many total do they have? I don't know. And they're, and they're yeah, they have an aircraft carrier, too, and I think the rods from God need to pay a visit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they have two of them, actually. Oh, but, did they have two now? They have two, yeah. Um, yeah they've, but you're right, the rods from God need to do something. Yeah, I mean, even Obama used those in 2015 against that uh, port because he didn't like what China was doing with the debt. He said, "Yeah, we'll show you. So he dropped the rods from God, and uh, you wonder what Trump's going to do. Let me ask you a blunt question. In your gut or your knowledge, do you think Trump is being held hostage by threats against himself or his family? No, I don't. Well, I think it's a I think it's a very dangerous course that but you know with his position danger follows. I but I think that um I don't think that's happening. I think there's a lot of problems going on. A lot of problems are going on. And he's he's dealing with a lot. There's no question about. It. But you know there's a, there's this one thing that's popped up and uh, my sources are pretty good about this. We we got a couple of people that are really do a very good job of going over wiki leaks and uh some of them are pretty interesting one of them is this uh, so-called secretive um special investigation that's going on by bill barr of murders a range of murders that happen to deal with um something called the octopus or anything about that 139 murders mostly in the southwest that's in your territory Murders connected to the octopus. That'll no. get you thinking. Well, no, I, I, it, 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 I don't know. It, it could be related to a story I can't talk about. Um, I will tell you what I can talk about, and 
people always say, we're done, we're done, bunch of crap. Well, not too many people are saying that now. Did I don't know if you saw this. In the Mexican media, and Sam Arnold uh, is one of my sources down there, sent this to me. Uh, the CJNGs and the Sinaloas are becoming mechanized. Did you know that? Um, I'd heard that. I did. Yeah, I've seen I the pictures. actually heard that. Yeah, not in our media, of course. Not going to run anywhere in America, but it's being run through Mexico, like the Spanish version of uh, uh, Border Beat. <laughs> and um, you know, but they get good stuff. I've gotten really good things out of there. See, they covered the attempted assassination of the Mexico City police chief uh, right. to warn Amlo from going to visit Trump. Right. And uh, they they covered that, and they've done really good things in the past. But uh, they have covered that. Uh, but this octopus, and you say it's in the Southwest. Uh, well, it's oh, it's more than the Southwest. But the murders that were generated from the 1980s until now have been quite a big mystery, but uh, it seems that the Trump administration is actively investigating these murders in a very, very serious way because of the relationship to current everyday, um, we're going to take you down kind of business going on right now in the United States. It's all related. Is it casino related? Could very well be. And um, the reason I ask that is I know that there's been some power plays on casinos to play prote- pay protection racket money. Mm-hmm. Like, have I hit a hit a sore spot that you can't talk about? Well, um, I'll read you this: um, 1981 unsolved murders. Look for a certain detective. Um, 81, the murders began. All unsolved, never ended. And. Um, Anyway, there's, there's more I can tell you later. Okay. But this is a this is a big deal with the Trump administration. It has a lot of people really upset on the other side. I can't imagine well, why. I, I can tell you something that could link into this. Gotta go quickly. It linked into horse racing and casinos, and it, it had to do with a group called the Phoenix Forty. And we dealt with them out here where we're at. They were buying up land in advance where they wanted to move us off. Uh, adjacent areas where they wanted to put this Canamex highway through, and that's what they tried to take away our property without paying us for it. And the Phoenix 40 was involved in this. And uh, remember Don Bowles, whose car was yep. blown up in Phoenix? Yep. Uh, he was investigating this same group. And I'm hearing, and by the way, we're talking Rumsfeld, Napolitano, <laughs> all the players. Yeah, but I think I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I can't wait to hear your explanation. Well, listen, Dave, thanks for being with us, and we got to run for time. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Agenda 21 Radio. And um, stay strong. Big weekend coming up. A lot of speeches, a lot of things happening for New California. So stay strong, America. We are exceptional Americans. We are sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston with Agenda 21. This is AENN. American Exceptionalism News Network.